On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, If you're new to the podcast, please make sure that if you like what you hear at the end, you're going to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, any one of those platforms um, you'll find us or me or us sometimes, depending. And make sure to check out the website. There's a lot of really good information. There's a lot of free stuff there for you ladies who want to learn more about feminine and masculine energy. So if you hit up www.she'stheowner.com, you will find a bunch of goodies there. So I hope everybody's well. Um, In an effort to stay consistent and do more content like I promised you and myself, um, I'm doing another podcast around leadership. Um, I've talked a bit about leadership recently. I just completed Leadership Academy with Tony Robbins. Um, He doesn't actually do that event. Uh, Joseph McClendon III does. And it was unbelievable. Like one of my favorite events, even though it was online. Um, I'm committed to doing it in person whenever that becomes available, but it was a really incredible event. So one of the things I want to talk about is how to lead your tribe. So when I was, so I, I, I wrote a post about it. You can check it out um, in the blog on the site at the same address. When I was younger, I, I couldn't, I didn't really have quite the every man for himself teaching and I didn't have the one for all and all for one teaching. I was somewhere in the middle. And it's interesting. I come from a family of my parents um, were alcoholics. They're both past now. One passed when I was 30. The other one passed when I was about 35. And it's interesting when I look back because here I am, you know, created this business and this podcast and this movement to help lead women, you know, back to their feminine and still crush it in business. That's the tagline. But I was trying to think like, where do, where do I have, where did that come from? Like where, because when I was growing up, there was a lot of secrecy in our house. My parents really didn't have any friends. Um, I'm sure they had acquaintances, but it's not, obviously it's not like it was back then when I was growing up, we didn't have social media, all that, but we, I don't remember literally not one time having anybody come to our place. And I remember even kids weren't allowed to sleep over. And it's so crazy to me because as a kid, you think nobody knows the secrets in your house, but grownups do. Cause now as a parent, I can sense when things aren't right. Or if, you know, if there's a reason I wouldn't let my kids go to somebody's house, Um, But it's funny as a child, you think, oh, nobody's the wiser, but really there's probably a lot of people are. And it's just that the kids think we're hiding it well. And my parents were, you know, they struggled a lot with alcohol. My dad had a bad temper when he drank. My mom had a bad temper when she drank. Things got out of hand for us for sure. And even as a kid though, I remember thinking like this secrecy or this keeping things in the tribe didn't feel right. Like it was, it always sort of felt like us against the world. And really, if I'm being honest, it was really the three of them, my mom, my dad, and my brother against me. That's how I always felt like an outsider. And I, I work through that type of healing even now at 44, where I'm, you know, often I don't feel like I belong anywhere. Often I feel like, do I really fit in here? Is my voice too loud? Am I too opinionated? All those type of things. And that really comes from the time in my life at home. 
but I always knew there's something like not kosher about how things were run in our house. And that, and I think that's probably where a lot of my, you know, angst came from a lot of my anger. And I mean, I was fucking angry when I was a kid. Holy shit. Like when I was a teenager in particular, I mean, I have hormones. I, my parents are hammered all the time. My dad smacked me around. Like I was pissed. Like I was an angry elf and I make jokes about it, but really at the end of the day, like for me, it was this all knowing thing where I was like, this is just not right. And the really, so I think about my childhood and now I think about it in a way different way. Like now I'm very grateful for it. Now I, you know, if I'm, when I'm in my heart, I'm recalling these things in my masculine right now, but in my heart, I don't feel any of this stuff for them anymore. And it's so crazy because I, part of me, for me, part of helping your tribe is, is not just your intern, your immediate tribe, it's everyone, like it's the world. And I never remember my parents wanting to do that. I never remember doing volunteer work or them doing anything like that. Maybe they did a little bit, but it wasn't a, like our family is a mission driven family. I feel like at least where I sit, you know, for me, it's, it's mission driven. But when I think about my parents, I think, man, they didn't, they weren't mission driven. And how could they be right? Like they had, they had to do everything in their power to keep their shit together on the inside. And when I really think about that, that they didn't have this freedom to lead us in a different way, that it kills me. Like it really, really breaks my heart. And then I think, well, how come I became obsessed with helping others then? What, what is that? And what I discovered today when I was writing was that I don't want people to suffer like my parents did. Because if I think about it, yes, I had some challenges growing up, but I got out, right? I got out. I'm a totally different type of person. And I, and I look at my parents and I think, man, like they didn't, they didn't have exposure to anything like this. And even if they did, they were so caught up in their own pain that they couldn't, couldn't think about the outside. They could only think about the inside. And I think that's part of where, you know, I always think about, I want to help kids and I want to help young people. I don't, I don't even know if that's it. I mean, I do, but I think, I don't know if that's it. I think what it is, is helping people like my parents who didn't have the tools to look at life as if it were happening for them. They only looked at it like it was happening to them. My mom in particular, she was drowning in all this like trauma and misery. And I think really my obsession is to help that category, you know, like help the parents. I am a parent and I see parents like my mom and dad's age at, you know, I'm 44. I see people and I think, well, my parents at 44 and it was just anything to keep the nucleus tied in quietly together where nobody else could come in and peek. And that's fucking shitty. Like that's just shitty. And I, and I think that's where my heart is, is to help the parents or help now me as the parent, help other parents, other people my age really understand that it's a choice. Suffering is a choice. Bad shit's going to happen, but suffering through it all every minute is a choice. And I don't, I just, the idea of watching other people suffer really, it's, I, it keeps me up at night. Like that's, if I'm being honest, like I've been blessed with all the incredible events I've been to. I've been blessed with all the learning and all the education. I've spent over probably, I, I not over, but close to $100,000 in my education in the last handful of years. And 
that's, that's only happened for me because of what happened to my parents. So there's this like weird dichotomy where I'm like, you know, I feel so bad because the woman I am, if I could go back in a time machine as this woman, I could absolutely, my parents' life would be completely different. But if I did that, I wouldn't be who I am. And it's like this major catch 22, right? Like the experiences happened and they made me who I am. And honestly, like that one part, it dri- it kind of can drive me crazy if I sat in it too long where I'm like, I only learned these skills and who knows, maybe I would have learned them anyway, but I feel like probably not. But like, you know, I've, I've learned these skills because of the experience that I had when really all I want to do is fix it for them and they're not here anymore. And if they were, I don't know. I mean, you know, I like nobody knows, no one knows how that would have turned out. If my mom had been alive the last 14 years, would I have even been looking to heal in this way? Who knows? Maybe I wouldn't, but you know, here I am with a, a beautiful family. Do we have our problems? Absolutely. Does shit go wrong? For sure. But we, the thing that I'm so proud of my immediate tribe and how I lead them is because I'm, I've learned these skills. I've been lucky enough to go to these events and learn and read and study and hire coaches and do all this stuff that the problems in our family are probably very similar to many other families, but the way we handle them, that's the thing I'm most proud of. That's the thing that, that I, I feel excited about. And I think, holy shit, like, this is how you break that cycle, right? This is how I'm breaking the cycle for my family. It's how I broke my the cycle for myself. Because believe me, you know, five, 10, nah, maybe, maybe 10 years ago or longer, I was really, I was really angry. I would lash out physically. Even when I was in high school, I would lash out physically to guys because I didn't know what else to do. I was hurting so deeply inside. Like that was it. I had this idea that you were going to leave me first and I'm going to do anything. I cheated on everybody. I legit, and like, that's so not in my DNA, but that was my MO at the time. You're going to hurt me anyway, so I'm in control of when you leave, so I'm going to cheat on you. Boom. And then I can control when that shit happens. So now, as this woman that I am now, all those those cycles have been broken, and I'm hopefully teaching my kids. I believe I'm teaching them a different way. Um, but how do you lead your tribe, right? Like, how do you when you're looking at your family or then you're looking at your workplace or you're looking at your company, how do you lead these people? Like my fundamental thing is leading your tribe really means you go first. And it doesn't mean you go first and do the necessarily do the thing, but you have to go through first. I had to go through some shit to help other people after me, right? Like if I didn't go through it and experience it, I couldn't be any type of leader. And, and I think that's a really key and, you know, distinction there is like not crucifying the stuff that you went through and being angry about it, but really looking at it and thinking, holy shit, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, spirit. You actually provided all this for me, not to me, so that I could then teach others. Because imagine if everybody had a perfect childhood. Imagine if like there would be no diversity. There'd be no the world would be a boring place. Let's just say it, it would be, you know, if everything was perfect all the time, we'd be bored out of our faces. But like in order to be a good leader, you must go first. You must do the things that other people maybe aren't doing. doesn't mean you have to be the leader and the best. It just means that you're willing to, to do it and lead. And so I encourage you to look around and say, you know, ask yourself, how am I leading? And first family, right? That's your first tribe. How are you leading your family? 
How are you showing up as a mother? How are you showing up as a father? Do you get pissed off? Do you go instant victim mentality? Are you driven by ego and significance all the time? Or do you stop talking and listen to them and listen to what they're saying? I There's definitely times when I'm like, oh my God, fuck. Like I, I'm not getting it. I'm not understanding what this 11-year-old is upset about or the 19. I'm not understanding it, but I do my best to listen because that's that's leading. I'm leading. I'm not talking over them and I'm not, you know, telling them what I want. I'm listening. And that's leadership too. So look at your immediate family. Moms, are you a victim? Are you a champion? Are you somebody who's gone through some shit and now is ready to teach your own family, your own tribe, how not to go through it in the healthy way? But really this, all of the stuff I talk about, all of my coaching practice, everything, all of my content is always about taking responsibility for your own shit. Like that is the, literally the only way anything's ever going to change for you. If you don't get that and you still don't believe that it's a hundred percent, hear me, a hundred percent of it is your own responsibility. Nobody else. It's no one else's responsibility how you respond to any fucking thing in this world. It is only your responsibility. And until you really get that in your bones, until you really understand that that's really what's happening, everyone else is in control of how your life's going to turn out. Like, hear that again. Until you take full responsibility for your own shit, your own responses and the way you you act, someone else is going to be driving that bus. I see it all the time. Get your ass in the driver's seat because that's where it belongs. And as soon as you do that, all of a sudden the whole game changes. I can't get pissed off at the guy at the store because he told me to fuck off. I'm responsible for how I respond to that. Not him. He can say whatever shit he wants. I'm responsible for how I take that. It'll land on me. And then I need to say, okay, I could get mad and be like, well, fuck you right back at him. Or I could say, wow, I wonder what's up with this guy that that's where he goes consider his model of the world for a second. It doesn't take long. It takes you relaxing for five seconds, if that, right? There's space between what the person has done and how you respond. There's always space there, always. And in that space is where you become a leader. That's the moment. That space between whatever the person did or flipped you off or whatever, that space between that and you reacting, that's where leadership starts. That's it. So I, I want to know how you lead your tribe. I love this conversation. Um, you can check the blog out on the website again. Um, it's called How to Lead Your Tribe. Check it out. If you have any feedback or comments, I'd love to hear them. Um, and always, you know, I'm getting a little bit more diligent about diligent about this, but I would love it if you'd leave a review. Reviews are really helpful for podcasters um, on, on iTunes in particular. Um, there's all five-star reviews. So I'm really, really proud of that, but I would love a review. If you've, if this has resonated with you in some way, if you've listened to a few episodes and you have some, you know, a review that you want to leave, please leave it um, and share it, right? This is, this is how we get shit done is if we share and we're not quiet about it and we're not shy to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Leadership is in dire need right now, especially at home. So leaders lead. I want to see you lead your tribe. I love you guys immensely. And um, until next time, have an awesome, awesome night. Bye.